This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at Kersey smurf erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show welcome to Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Good morning and welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is your host today, Super Vegan Brian. Um, Special Mikey is not present at this moment, but he should be joining us a little late. We have to start on time this morning. Um, I am joined by, and I'm going to list through them real quick, um, Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? I return. Kersey Smurf Erica. Hola. And... The father of Kersey Smurf, Erica, Milton, who we will refer to as Papa Smurf. Welcome, Milton. Good morning, everyone. So, Milton, we we like to pick nerdy guests for this podcast. Why did we pick you? Why are you here? What's nerdy with you? I have been a nerd all my life. Nothing between computers, science fiction, games, books, every movie, you can name it. I've done it, played every game there is out there uh so yes i i am the perpetual nerd from day one which is where i got being a nerd from because if my dad wasn't around i'm sure i wouldn't have been a nerd so listeners we're taking we're doing an episode on star wars um the last jedi and like star wars period this morning Um, spoilers will robinson spoilers yeah so there's gonna be major spoilers all the spoilers we're we're going to be talking for a long time, so we're going to split this up into two parts. So you listen to the first part this week and the second part next week, um, mostly because of the holidays. We're not going to be able to record next week, so um, enjoy this massive two-part episode. Um, the episodes might be a little shorter than you're used to because we're probably only going to talk for an hour and a half. But um, <laughs> um, so there will only be one nerdy with what's nerdy with you in this episode, and then we'll the next episode will just be the continuation. I'll probably record a little intro for it. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. But first. First, it's everyone's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? Where everybody describes the nerdiest thing they did this week. And we vote on it using the widget system of Mike Myler. Everybody gets, uh, see, there's four of us, five, five widgets. Unless Mike gets on, who knows, then it'll be six. And you get an alternative negative widget so you can keep somebody from winning because we like to make it complicated. So with that, our guest goes first. Dad, what was nerdy with you this Wait, today? I have a question about the negative widget. Uh, Anthony. So you called it an alternative widget, right? So did yeah. Kelly and Conway make up these widgets? Oh, oh so good. No, you alternatively can use a negative widget you are not required to alternative facts yeah no i dude i got it (laughs) all right (laughs) dad what's nerdy with you (laughs) even though i'm a nerd I, i have to live in a real business world and to bring some light and joy to the people at where i work uh of course i had to bring some kind of christmas spirit but I couldn't do it in the normal standard fashion. I have a friend who has a 3D printer. And on Thing I Universe, I found these really cool Christmas trees. And they're, they're about six, eight inches tall. And so I had him print me up a few of these. But what was unique is that they were transparent. And the material he got was, also had a uh, glitter-type finish. 
So when you looked at them one way, you could look through them. And as you turned around, it would be just like Christmas wrapping paper. It would go through all the different metal shapes and everything else across all the, the different leaves. And I had to get a, a few of them in different colors, red and green and blue. And I put them all over the office so I could bring some Christmas joy. But at the same time, I had to be a geek and have, have 3D printed trees. Holy shit, that's awesome. That's pretty dope. Dude. Yeah. Amazing. Like, that are we dead now? Um, <laughs> er- Erica, like, I feel we all just lost. <laughs> so we were we were supposed to have Matt on again this morning, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I'm just going to say Michael's next. Michael, what was nerdy with you this week? If I, I thought he was on. I am. Oh, yeah. There he is. Yeah, hey. Uh, honestly, the only nerdy thing I, I've been doing is still the is finishing up the 12 uh, the nerdy 12 days of christmas with my wife and that's really the only nerdy thing i've been able to do this last week well what were the gifts this week i know i've i've been waiting all week to hear well okay you guys are gonna give me crap for this one but uh one of the days was she got me more hats for my hat collection more hats all the hats michael got a hat (laughs) i see it fucking saw it coming We have to be consistent. Yes. So I, I got more of those, and then she also got me a she got me a new she got me a new book. It has six Western novels in one really nice printed uh, stamped leather binding, which I'm I'm in love with. I, I love this thing. And she got me a Gryffindor shirt and a shirt that says uh, "My weekend is booked," and it has Belle reading. Oh, that's. Cute. She said there were, and then she. Two of my one of my items got uh, lost in the mail. Hopefully, it's here today. And she, for day seven, she got me a seven uh, set of uh, a seven piece set of dice. And she was so bummed Aww. when they didn't show up. Adorbs, totes adorbs. We know. So that's that's really the the nerdy set. That's really the nerdy thing I've done this week. And it's it's not a letdown. Actually, it's been really fun. And I've been cool. getting my I gave I got my wife uh, this. Uh, this like fashionista deck of cars I got this um and then made, I got her kind of more stuff that she's been like needing and everything that she's really been wanting I got her two really nice jackets that she completely she com- she nerded out over these jackets because she she's she's really fashion a fashionable woman so when I got her showed her these two jackets that I got on sale and she completely lost her mind and was so happy because one of them she saw last month and like drooled over but she didn't want to get because it was so much and i found it on clearance oh that's awesome it's so nice when you when that happens yes and then it's fun and the, the funny thing is she likes really likes bath bombs and i got her a set of 10 for it and i'm giving her today and and it's funny because two days ago she said oh um sorry guy sorry honey I, i'm i just wanted to tell you i'm out of my bath bombs and i was like oh i'll have to go get you some that's not good and I have, oh, sitting, and I have them sitting in a bag sweet. in the room. That's how you responded to that. You're just like, oh no, it's an emergency. <laughs> it's like, oh no, oh no, this isn't good. Oh uh, wow, I'll never get you some. Was that a Mr. Bill reference? Maybe. Oh my God, that's fantastic. I haven't heard a Mr. Bill reference in a long time. What I'm going to give Bill? you bonus points just for that. I do that all the time. <laughs> Wait, what's Mr. Bill? Oh, shut up, Anthony. I don't oh, know. my yeah. God. Of course, Anthony we hasn't seen it. talk to you it. offline, little man. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I, you know, it works, because Anthony's the tiniest person of the podcast. This, if you look at a food, the group I am not tinier than Erica. I don't know. I haven't seen you both in person. How tall are you, Anthony? 5'8". Yeah, I'm 5'2". Anthony, get on your knees. Uh, no, Michael. The last time you told me to do that, I didn't like the results. <laughs> Before anybody gets any ideas, I need him in the face. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's good because we have to keep this podcast clean for my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're doing minor censoring. So shut the up, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Uh, but yeah. That, that's what my nerdy thing was, was uh, completing the 12 days of Christmas. Nerdy listeners, days. Listeners, if you don't like the semi-censored state of this podcast, complain to Milton. 
This is his address. No. <laughs> hey, I'll go. Oh, wow. Her. Now we're doxing her dad. Awesome. <laughs> oh, hey, look. I am free game, guys. I've never been ashamed of that, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, um, Anthony went, Mike went. I guess I'm up. I didn't go. go. I thought you went. I thought I asked you to go next. Yeah, no, no, you asked, asked me Michael, to go. Because he popped oh. on at that time. Oh, Anthony's turn then. I'm Anthony, sorry. i with you. Um, so my nerdy thing is actually been something that's been going on for like two weeks and it just kind of like finally came to fruition this week. So I got the new, uh, Pokemon Ultra Moon. Oh, nice. You like and it? I have the original moon too. So. Oh yeah. So what's 30 the difference? Po- Sorry. So, what, what's the difference? Um, they added a new, uh, group of bad guys. So now there's two bad guys. There's team skull and then there's team rainbow rocket. And then they added a new storyline into it about some like, oh, it's fucking weird. I haven't, I, I've, I've only gotten, I haven't gone far in the story. And I'm going to explain why I haven't gotten far in the story. Um, there's some weird intergalactic space people from another universe coming to steal the light from this universe. Because in their universe, it's all dark and the light's going away. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, huh. So it's basically like the original game. Like not much has changed except for they're like, we had a DLC basically. Okay, okay. Because I was debating on whether or not to get it for Amelia because she has Moon and Sun from last year. And it was like Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun. I was like, I don't, like, is that a different game? Is it like, but if it's just a DLC thing, screw that. I'm not mind. Yeah, I mean, they had some decent new things, but like, I mean, it, it's not different enough that it matters. Um, so here's why I haven't gotten far in the story. I wanted to have a shiny starter. What's that? Uh, well, Pokemon have shiny forms where they their coloration changes, and whenever they get thrown into battle, they go they they go shiny, um, and like stars sparkle, and it's like ooh, they're shiny and they're special. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So to get a shiny starter, though, you have to like reset your game, like you have to like soft reset over and over and over and over and over till you get it. Normally, there are other ways like you can breed to get a shiny Pokemon, or you can just like. You can, um, in the new one, there's, um, in Al- the Alola region, Pokemon call for help. So you could just do what's known as chaining, where you force, like, you try to get a Pokemon to call for help, and you just keep battling these Pokemon who keep calling for help over and over until you finally get one that's shiny. These are all intensive things that take, like, hours to do. Trying to soft reset for a shiny. Starter, though, takes way longer than any other process because you got to go reset, go through the, like, mm, the... The uh, beginning part, right? You have, well, you have to go through the cutscene up to picking your starting Pokemon. Yeah, that's... That, that yeah, over, yeah. And you got to do that over and over and over until you get it. And there's, like, a 1 in 4,096 chance to get one. Yeah, that's why it's taking you so long. Yeah, because I start playing... I tried to play the Pokemon Moon... Um, we, cause we got a copy of it too for the DS and then, um, I tried to play it and it took forever just to get through that first part. And I was like, I'm, I'm over it now. I don't want to play now. So. so I got one though. I got him. Oh, good. Congratulations. I got my shiny, <laughs> I got my shiny grass owl. Shiny grass owl. Okay. Very cool. Two weeks. But that's what I did for like two weeks. Now I get that's- to play the game. <laughs> Because you have something shiny. <laughs> oh, so what's exactly. nerdy with like you, Brian? Crow. What was that, Melton? I said, what was shiny. that, Melton? Yeah, oh. I, I said shiny, just like any crow. It has, has to go grab the shiny thing, right? That's right. Any raven. <laughs> I know Michael's having an, an an aneurysm trying to think of a Firefly reference right now. Yeah, Get out of my head. Get out of my head. <laughs> you know, you can you can just stick your Gorom shiny um, Pokemon where the sun don't shine. I, I think that's a pretty good one. Um, all right. So I've gotten a little obsessed this past week. So I picked up, I posted on the Facebook page about Gwenpool um, and how amazing Gwenpool is. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, so makes me want to read it. I went a little Gwenpool crazy and um, I got, I ordered the trade and then I was like, I wonder how this compares to Deadpool. So I went to a website that I'm not entirely sure is legal called viewcomic.com. It, 
I'm not going to endorse this site because I, I, I don't think it's good for comic stuff. And I'm going to buy all these comics, I swear. Um, and I read every single issue of um, Spider-Man Deadpool because it's freaking great. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's great. It's um, The whole first arc has to do with um, Deadpool gets a contract to assassinate Peter Parker and has no idea that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and he's best friends with Spidey. <laughs> That's great. Like, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's Gwenpool? No, no that's, that's Deadpool no, no. and Spider-Man. Oh, oh that's Deadpool's Spider-Man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, well, I got Gwenpool obsessed, which, of course, led me to Deadpool. Gwenpool's freaking amazing. I mean, it takes fourth wall breaking to the next level. She she develops powers to push people out of the panel. Oh, that's oh, great. Shit. Yeah, we're, we're, you, when she first when she first does it, she grabs Pace Pot Pete, grabs him by the shoulders, and goes... Okay, Gwenny, see the lines, see the lines, see the lines, and shoves him right out of the panel into the white space. <laughs> oh, dear That's Jesus. amazing. Oh my god. I love I love I love that like canonic canonically, like fourth wall breaking and stuff like that is like a legit Deadpool power and apparently a Gwen Gwenpool power. Well, the the funny thing about Gwenpool is she's not connected to Deadpool really in any way. Her name literally is Gwen Pool. Gwen last name Pool. And when she went to the costume shop to buy her costume, the costume designer got confused and gave her a female Deadpool costume. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know, Brian, I took your advice like a few weeks ago and I um, set up to have some comics pulled for me at the at Epic Loot. So I have curse yeah, words was one of them. So maybe I'll add Gwenpool to that too. Oh, Gwenpool is so freaking great. I, I wanted to get back into Marvel without going down the Marvel rabbit hole. And that's yeah, a big rabbit hole. Um, it is deep. <laughs> I also went into Deadpool kills the Marvel universe again, um, which is probably the saddest, most depressing Deadpool story I've ever read. Wow. That's, um, okay. Well, super villains, all the supervillains join together and they they hypnotize Deadpool and use his insanity to kill everybody. They make him believe that he's in another world and he's going around killing everyone in the Marvel Universe and he's sort of aware that it's happening. So he's getting sadder and sadder as he's doing it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that is That's sad. Pretty God awful. Yeah, the first Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe was kind of goofy. This one's just, like, dark as heck. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, mine was comics this week. Erica, what was nerdy with you this week? Uh, I don't know if this counts as nerdy, but uh, yesterday I got, uh, we found out that we got final approval. We have a house. Yay! Awesome! Oh, my God. I used, I used it as mine one time, so this counts. Congratulations. <laughs> totally <It's awesome>. Yay! <laughs> So uh, it's only something I've been working on for, I don't know, 10 years since Amelia was born. And the whole reason I came out to Ohio so that I could afford to buy a house. So uh, it finally came true. It's a great Christmas present. Um, the nerdy part about it, though, is... She's painting we, the outside of her house to look like Star Wars. N no, but something similar. Um <laughs> The nerdy part about it is the selling point on this house for us was two things. The first one is it's 2,300 square feet. So it's a pretty good size. The second one is that there is a room in the house where all the walls are brick and the ceiling is wood paneled. And that is going to be our game room. And we are going to make it look like an old tavern, like from like World of Warcraft. Now yeah. you you Freak, have basically yes. you have basically cemented all your Christmas and birthday presents forever. <laughs> How's yeah. that? Getting stuff set up for that room is pretty much all you're going to be getting for the next couple of years. Yeah, because we're just gonna. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna be sending you things to decorate that room. It, we it, all that's are. That's great. Like we're yeah, gonna put exactly. in a like a faux bar, and we're gonna like put like mugs and stuff, and we're like. In like all sorts of stuff. And that room, um, the fireplace that's in the living room is on one of the walls that goes into that room. So at some point we are oh. going to figure out how much it's going to cost to open up the other side of the fireplace so that we can actually have the fire. Like when you turn on the fireplace, it's in both rooms. Like you can see it from both sides. 
sides. And make the brick side look like a hearth. And then once yes. a week, they're going to hire a guy with a handlebar mustache to serve drinks during their D&D game. <laughs> we have to get the guy in the corner playing the loot, too. But I have a really important question for you, Erica, because... Yeah. When when you decorate a room for play, that inevitably leads to cosplaying while you're playing. So I have to send you some cosplay props. Um, which do you want? Do you want the dwarf beard or the halfling feet? Oh, uh, dwarf beard. Dwarf beard. Okay. Dwarf beard. I heard hobbit feet. Yeah, well, hobbit, whatever. Well, we we have we have already we have already decided that Erica is a dwarf in real life because she because <laughs> she she's better at sprinting than than cross country. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yes. She okay. Is. I will, just, I will ask, just ask her brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, if you can get away from me in the first, I mean, I'm very, very quick in the first like minute. If you can, if you can outlast me a minute, you're good. You can get away and it's all fine. <laughs> this came up years ago because Erica and I were hiking and um, she was <laughs> lagging behind. And I went, come on, it's not that bad. And she goes, I'm a better sprinter than a cross country. And I went, you're a dwarf now, and she and, and she was like, "I hate you," and I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this so, was almost that, just after the Fellowship of the Ring came out, too. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Uh, but yes, that was my nerdy thing this week. Uh, one of the reasons we bought this house was so we could have a dedicated game room to look like uh, like a Hearthstone bar. That All right, we're gonna we're gonna so get cool. through voting quick. And after last week, since we just added the negative widgets, I I figured out a way to streamline this. So we each get five widgets. We're gonna go through every one one at a time. Well, after six you, widgets now. Yeah, six widgets. We each get six widgets. Um, we're gonna go through them one at a time. I'm gonna go through them in order. Say who you're giving your widgets to and why, um, real quick. Um, but right after you do your widgets. Then you decide if you're going to do your negative widgets, including the first person who goes. We're not going to do the negative widgets after it takes too long. Okay. All right. So Milton, you have six widgets. Who do you give them to? Um, I have to. I, I have to give some to my daughter. I love her, love her dearly, and and I love the fact of of having a game room. I used to have one. I miss it. So I, I have to um, uh, give her. I'm going to give her three. And you got Yay! three more. You got three more and an optional negative. Um, I think everyone, uh, there's a couple of really good ones out there, but uh, I still like my my uh, my trees. So I'm giving three to myself, and I'm passing off the negative. All right. So um, my dad is a terrible person like me. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, six widgets and a negative. What do you do? I'm, I'm giving three to Erica because that, that I, buying a house is really awesome, and the idea for the game room is wicked cool. And then I, I like Milton's uh, Christmas trees. It's really good. Uh, and I've also, and me and a bunch of buddies wanting to get a bunch of 3D printer ourselves. So I'm going to give him two, and Anthony gets one. Yeah, I get one. Because he has my favorite grass type of all time. Anthony? Yeah. Oh, six widgets and, a negative, and an optional negative. What do you do? Um, I shall give three to Milton because those trees are pretty awesome, man. I like, I like, your, I like the way you think. Like the way you do things, I Thank shall you. give to you, to Erica because I do agree. Getting a house is pretty cool, and getting a house with special things specifically for like a nerdy future is also pretty cool. And then one to Brian because you felt bad that I didn't get any last week. Yeah, and I I I, I won't do the negative thing. I don't know. I don't. It's always optional. It's just if you really want to screw someone over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am going to give, um, you know, I, I've been really happy about how nerdy my thing has been. So I'm going to give myself two. <laughs> I love the comics. It's been, it's been so fun to get back into them. And that leaves me with four. I'm going to give, um, you know, I'm going to give all four to, to Michael. Michael, what's his, his daily, what's nerdy with Christmas, um, tradition has been fantastic. I, I I look forward to it. So. It has been. I agree. And um, you know, um, Anthony was so hesitant to give a negative widget, so I'm going to show up what it's like. So Anthony gets a negative widget. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Erica. Okay. You're up. So uh, 
Well, this is a rough one. I'm going to give myself two because I've been working at this for 10 years. And I'm super excited. I finally got it done. And I'm overly pleased with the results. Uh, and I'm going to give dad two because it's super nerdy. Like you can't just go out and find like a shiny tree. You had to like make one and that's completely you and totally something you would spend the time doing. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's great. Uh, and then I'm going to give two to Mike because I think it's super sweet and romantic. The 12 days of Christmas that he's doing with his wife. And I just <clears throat> love it. I think it's way too expensive and I would never do it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I I do think it's sweet and romantic. It's all about where you shop. Like her, I, her I don't day have one, the patience. I don't like to shop. Yeah. It's not well, a her thing day that one I like was, to do. Was like the, was was cheap, but at the same time, it was it had the most thought to it. I got her. I got a dozen roses. I took one rose out and I put a a, a silk rose in, and I gave her a note that said, "I'll love you till the last one dies." Oh, you probably would have won sweet. if you would have shared that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, but I'm not about winning. I'm not about winning. Plus, I like all your guys' stuff. Ah. I think your guys' stuff was cooler than mine anyway. Especially is, that your final, is that your final vote, Erica? Yes, that's my final vote. All right, that leaves us with Anthony with no widgets, thanks to the horrible negative widget. Why would you do that to me, Brian? I know, and I love the dead silence. Like, everybody acted like I like I slapped you in the face in front of your mom or something. <laughs> got it, it, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we got... Um, Myself with three, very well-earned widgets, um, Michael with six, and Milton, um, Papa Smurf, and Kersey Smurf have tied with ten. I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so we get it's to a conspiracy. 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 Yeah. The truth is out there. <laughs> so, all right. So, we're going to be talking <laughs> about the... That? Sorry, Brian. Hold on. Dad, you know that's the first thing that I bought from my cubicle at work? <laughs> I bought I bought the poster that's the poster? Yeah, since I want to believe. It was the first thing I ever bought from my cubicle at work. Sorry, go oh ahead, Brian. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we're... And now this is going to create a problem because I think there's at least one person here who hasn't seen it. We're doing the spoiler full episode of The Last Jedi. Michael. Wait, who hasn't seen it? Michael. Is this going to be a problem? Did Michael he, leave? Because yeah, he's, he's a, AFK. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Has oh, Michael yeah. not seen it yet? I'm, I'm really worried because I've been posting over and over Michael, again. Michael. I saw it. I saw it. Oh, I saw it. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, good. Everybody's oh. seen it. All right. I've been, I've been posting to the chat over and over again going, has anyone seen it? And then the chat gets padded and Michael doesn't see that and doesn't respond to it. So I'm like, oh, no. Has he not seen it yet? I actually got so, to see it early because of my car accident. So um, let's go around. Milton, first impressions? Uh, first impressions, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the new characters. Um, There's a lot of key scenes in there, which we'll discuss later on in, 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 the, in the show. But uh, my very first thought is, and you can yell at me or whatever, I just thought, other than the, the more or less love story, that it was just the Empire Strikes Back in reverse. No, that was that was. Yeah, pretty I think that was so intentional. Yeah, very accurate. They said they just took the Empire Strike Back, flipped it, and let's do the story backwards. <laughs> I mean, when they when they went to crate, it was definitely Empire at the beginning, but at the end, and I love how they did that little scene where the guy tasted the salt, and it was like, yeah, yeah. By the way, audience, this is not an ice planet. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought that I was really like that. Like a little nod to everyone. Yep. I, yep. I thought it was a little ham-fisted. The, it, I mean, I, it needed to be done. They needed to do something, but it was like, hey, by the way, this is salt, not snow, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they could have had a guy get a really large cut on his face and fall into it and been like, ah, it burns, it's salt. It's not yeah, snow. They lied to us. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm curious, what's the type of person that goes to a planet that they've never been to and goes, let me lick the ground? I know it could have been arsenic. That's what I was exactly. just thinking. Uh, like I said, hey, is it salt? Nope, arsenic. Dead. Yep. Hey, well. what happened to Bob? <laughs> um, Michael. Damn it, Bob. 
always licking right. things. Rate it in, people. There's like a million people here. Michael, first impressions. First impressions is I I, I thought it was uh, great. I first impression was that I, I loved it. I thought the the new story the storyline I really enjoy with the first order and like Milton. I love the new characters and how they're how they're handling them. And I know a lot of people have a lot of Finn hate, but I he he's like he brings it home for me, like because I've always thought since like the first time you see him in uh, Force Awakens, he's just a Star Wars fan that's in Star Wars. I can see that. I can see. That. Yep. Right, I'm sorry, oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. You. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I really liked it. I really did. I I liked it a lot. Um, I liked a lot of the um subverting expectations in the movie like you come in and you're like and you're like oh well this is what's gonna happen because what happens in every star wars movie and you're like whoa that's not that's not what i expected to happen and then like certain things certain people die and you're like i thought you weren't gonna die to the end of the next movie what's gonna happen now and then yeah, yeah i i thought it was i thought the whole idea of like totally subverting the genre and like flipping everything on its head was pretty awesome um I mean, I have a lot of other comments. I really, really enjoy what they did with Kylo. I think his character development and story arc is just top notch. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. What they're and, doing with Kylo is great. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, I think great. what I like most about him is he's not your standard generic, bro, I'm a villain because being bad is cool. Like, I think one could make a very good arguable case that he's just as much a hero as Ray is. Agreed. Yes. He just has he just comes to very he just comes to a very different conclusion, but I don't really think he's evil and I really like honestly don't even think what he wants to do is actually all that evil or bad. I really don't. Well, usually people trying to take over everything don't see it that way. But I agree with you that Kylo is not like he is just as much of a hero as Ray is, but for a different reason. And I think that's because I don't think Ray's a hero at all. So that's just my opinion. Um, that's good timing, Erica. What were your first impressions? Oh, yeah, it is my turn. <laughs> um, my first impression was I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, and I think it. It was perfect. <laughs> all, all I can think of when I think of this movie is this is not going to go the way you think. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. like it was perfect. And, um, oh, God, um, there's so, so many things. The first time I saw Yoda, I was like, yes, yes, he's a puppet. Good job. Right. And yeah. When I saw him, I like looked over at my wife and I just started like smacking her. I was like, do you see who that is? Do you see who that is? She goes, yes, I do. Stop. <laughs> Which is hilarious because we go into the movie, right? And Amelia's with me. Um, and and she goes, is Yoda going to be in it? And I was like, no, honey. Yoda died, like, movies ago. And then he showed up. And she goes, Mom, you said he wasn't going to be in it. I was like, I was just kidding. <laughs> I knew that the whole time. Couldn't spoil it for you. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. But, no, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. So, uh, I... Overall, loved it. Brian? Um, okay, so my my big thing that hit me watching it was, holy crap, Mark Hamill can act. Oh, yeah, right? right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah. I mean, he's I really done... believed he was milking a giant creature for green milk. <laughs> and you know what? I <laughs> laughed so and weird. I liked that scene. And I people have been too. thrashing that scene, saying that it was gross and it made them vomit and it shouldn't have been in the movie. But why not? I mean... I know it. It, it should. That's like start. people don't know where milk comes from. Like yeah, you right, right. literally. Ugh. If that bothers you, stop drinking regular milk. But I mean, people yeah. are like complaining that the rating of the movie should change because of that. People oh are gosh. complaining about a lot of different scenes that I sit there and I'm like, what? That that's a really dumb thing to complain about. I agree. I um, mean, also, he's living on that island technically as a hermit and hermit's farm and get their own supplies through you know self-sustaining ways. And yeah. Jedi's okay. Jedi's have beards, and you have to make a milk mustache joke. <laughs> <laughs> I will say he enjoyed that green milk a lot. He did. It must have been delicious. Yeah, yeah I'm it sure. It reminded him of his blue milk. I was just about yes, to say that. Yes. Like he took a drink, and he's like, mm, 
Reminds me of Aunt Baru. (laughs) (laughs) I could take that to a much worse, sturdier level. I was about to say, are you implying that they got the blue milk from his aunt? sounded like no it is star wars they are it is i mean you never know she's an alien i mean (laughs) i I, I, I was totally sorry that that it was blue uh green instead of blue (laughs) um yeah so mark hamill we don't really see him in the public you don't see him like in every movie and stuff but the stuff he's like after star wars he did a lot of theater and then he's been doing he's like one of the most prolific voice actors on the planet oh yeah oh yeah. yeah. yeah Apparently, all of his experience for the past, what, 30 years has been just building up to being able to do this amazing performance. He was fantastic. I mean, and I've been hearing that over and over again. Like, people are like, wow, they didn't expect fantastic acting coming from Mark Hamill. Um, I've got a lot of people. Go ahead, ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, no, ladies first. I was going to say, I, I, you know, thinking back over the whole movie, I think. I think he did the best job, like just the best acting period out of everybody. Oh, and man, that's, and that's saying something because, you know, I think um, Adam Driver and uh, Daisy also did amazing acting as well. Um, I honestly was just a, a little disappointed in uh, how much Carrie Fisher is not in it. But, you know, that goes you know, saying, I, yeah. I guess she was supposed to have a bigger role in the next one is what everybody's saying. And it just kind of sucks at this, this point. Yeah. This <laughs> movie was supposed to be a setup for her, for her big final arc in the next movie. Yeah. Because, because I think we she, can... when she woke up, she came out like in like, like this angelic presence, like her near death experience had truly made her one with the force is the way it came across to me. And all, now it's just done. It's over. See, I yeah. had the opposite Thing where I expected her to be in the movie much less because she passed away, and I was thrilled by how much she was in it. Well, well, well the aspect is, you know, she didn't pass away until after all the filming was completed. So why would you remove, you know, one of the, the key people who who has been part of the the total story arc? Yeah, yeah. She well, I do believe, like you know, with what happens at the end of Last Jedi confirms that they are going to remove the three major players from the previous saga by. You know, having them go out heroically in each way. I mean, because Han and Luke are, are now gone, and then now, and I think they were probably going to have her go away in the third movie anyway. But they probably have to readjust the story now to have it be a lot sooner and and figure out how to have it do, done off screen. Off screen in not a way that everybody's going to be pissed off about. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no. There's there's already been talk about uh, moving it forward a few years. Um, down the road and that uh, she passed in the time frame. So, um, Milton, we'll move on to style and cinema. What did you think of the artistic expression of the movie? Was it positive or negative? Did it Was it Star Wars? I think it was definitely Star Wars. And I, I loved the cinematography associated through uh, all the different scenes. What uh, was, I thought, was just so well done. I mean, you know, at at the end when Kylo's walking into um, the base, you know, with the shadows behind and um, the scenes with, with Luke and, and, and Ray, you know, on the Island when she's that one scene, when she lifts up the small rocks uh, and just overall, everything was great. I mean, one of, one of my favorite cinematography scenes, and it's only because of my, military background was the scene when um uh, when the uh admiral when she decided to do the uh the jump to light speed right into the oncoming force that to me was, <laughs> was that so was awesome. beautiful yeah like I yeah didn't it was really gorgeous all and then the way it was executed like like you know cinematically was just it, it was just perfect and beautiful and i don't know if anybody else noticed but when when they when you see her like break through the ship like that they it's silence there's they just shut out all the sound and i was like it's like you're watching it from space and i just thought it was great and i would like to add that that was one of the scenes people have been complaining about and i've been like that's a dumb thing to complain about 
you're complaining like about you're using the force well no they're, about the the ship crashing with the light speed and it's like you're complaining about sciencey stuff in a science fiction movie yeah. in a soft they're science fiction movie that. right like that's a dumb dumb thing to complain about well i oh, i yeah, think I, that the main complaint is valid that she did happen to miss all the main characters well actually <laughs> uh, if, if you if you look at it and, and, and trust me i i that when it happened i took a extreme attention to detail that when she hit the the main um dreadnought ship she went off the side of it she didn't go through the yes, center of it she did not so, go through the center where the command would be she went off to the left yeah so so she was you know a, a, a quarter of the way off center and when she hit it and but it allowed her to catch a lot of the smaller ships or well if you, smaller compared to the dreadnought but they were still all star destroyers and such and and just just clean a path right through and the visual of it as you know the ships were broken apart or more or less almost disintegrated in those portions and you could see the atmosphere venting and the par- uh, the particulate matter of of the what would be the oxygen and everything freezing and everything in that scene was just to me right on point oh yeah and it looks like, amazing and i'm like oh yeah that detail is amazing and i'm like why hasn't anyone ever thought of doing this before in any of the other star wars movies because there was so many times opportunity that they could have done something like that. And like, but why don't they have light speed missiles? That's a legit question. Well, I did. Um, that That's one of the things someone did bring up about that was like, well, if it's that devastating, why don't they just basically have like droid piloted Wi-Fi uh, uh, Wi fighters just do that all the time? Because that's a co- if you're using it if you're kamikazing fighters that is a lot of resources. Okay, well, she, but that's so less. I think it's also it was it was a command ship. It wasn't a it wasn't a fighter. And yeah. I mean, do we know if the fighters can go into light speed? Yes, they, they can. Yeah, uh, uh, the new well, the new the new models the can. Well, yeah, you yeah. can yeah. use a fighter to do that to destroy a dreadnought, but you could destroy a but you could probably use it to destroy a star destroyer. That's a, yeah, worth, you have that's the a worthwhile ratio. trade. That's a worthwhile well, trade. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with you. But I think it was more the mass trade because of the fact that, remember, she had a Republic capital ship, more or less. And so you have all of that mass move while the uh, an X-Wing or a Y-Wing doing the same thing. Yeah, it'll cause a lot of devastation, but I don't think it would um, – because you also have to remember they have shielding. And to get the small mass of, of maybe an X-Wing or a Y-Wing through the um, capital ship shields might not be as effective as the fact that you had such a large ship uh, as, as their capital ship with the mass. And it's shielding also because it has pretty decent shielding because it was taking the hits from the Star Destroyers and from the Dreadnought. So there's a That's huge true. difference there. Listeners, Milton was in the Navy for 30 years. 21, but yeah. 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 <laughs> For, for a very long time. Well, yeah, like you're saying, it, it had it had advanced shielding, and it was it also had the distance. It was faster than the than the star destroyer, so it was able to stay out of range of, of their fighters because the fighters were too far for support, and would, would couldn't go that far because they wouldn't get support. And the 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 bombardments weren't very strong after a distance. So, like you said, the the shielding overall was very strong, so it was punching through a lot. But there, it, then again. He, the the ship itself, the way the way it was di- designed and everything, it, it, aren't those designed to be runners? The capital ship. So wouldn't it? So isn't its engines actually a little bit stronger anyway for the mass? Yeah, because well, yeah. it was the, it was the only ship able to keep keep out of the range for such a long time. Yeah. So the you know, plus the so so additional thrust to the mass would would also help punch through all of that. Well, yeah, and I mean the the rebel obviously the rebels obviously their way of fighting is guerrilla tactics. So a lot of their ships are going to be a little bit weaker on the firepower and probably defensive capabilities, but they're probably going to be a lot faster. Um. So, Michael, what about you? Style and cinema. Yeah, did I did I what style? Like, uh, sorry, um, what do you what did you think of the artistic expression in the movie? Was it positive or negative? Was it Star Wars? Same question I asked Milton. I I, I really do think it's Star Wars. Be I, I do think it's I really do think it is. You know, Star Wars. They just didn't end it how you would expect. Uh, 
a Star a Star Wars to to end everything because, like like we've all said before, it was basically Empire in reverse. But uh, the style, I, I positively, I really do think that it was uh, a good style of movie first to for Star Wars to take because it showed that even though you you can lose and be on the brink and the brink brink of loss and still have hope. It's like some of the ending lines are, you know, we're the spark that starts the rebellion. So, and uh, to me, that that really is what Star Wars has always been about, even in the bleakness of the of the prequel trilogy, is that you know there's always hope. A new hope. Exactly for Whoa. four. Exactly. Star exactly. Wars Episode Nine: A newer, newer hope. <laughs> <laughs> the newest hope, hope continues. The hope has been newified. Revenge of the Hope. <laughs> uh, uh, the Hope Awakens the, the Last Hope. The smoke is white. We have found a new hope. <laughs> Michael, what? do you mind if do you mind if we move on to Anthony? No, go ahead. That was funny. Anthony, what were your what were your feelings about the style and um and cinema, the artistic expression of the movie? Okay, so this movie has a lot of really amazing scenes, especially when it comes to this specifically the artistic vision of things. So like when they were on that salt planet, seeing those little speeders coming at the at the uh, first order um, fleet with all the red salt just behind them, like seeing that white background with the red streams just looks just menacing and awesome. Like you could just show that thing on a poster and you'd be like, this looks cool what's going on but i really think one of the, my favorite scenes and this is probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie in general for a lot of reasons was that fight between kylo ray against the honor guard absolutely oh, and yeah. guard yeah so that one thing that i thought was really cool um and it's kind of a little subtle to pick up on i didn't really pick up on it at first and um, i was listening to like people on youtube talk about it and somebody else uh, brought it up you could see like a huge difference in fighting style so you got Kylo and Rey who are just like, for the first time in probably a lot of Star Wars movies, you're just seeing them just with their lightsabers just hacking at the guard. They're just doing their best to just trying to just kill. They're just swinging wildly, just just trying to murder everyone. And you got the guard who are very like, they're precise. They're, they're, um, they're very precise. They're trained. They have very, they have reason behind all their motions. So it's really cool to see this mix of of like gruesome hardcore fighting against this like regimented trained fighting and just the whole fight in general and the choreography between it all was just really, really amazing. And I just got like I gotta give all I, the I people get on their board props. with that. Yep. I gotta give yep. them all props. I can get on board with that. Um you, you you pointed out the two scenes I was going to point out, Anthony. So for style and cinema, it, it's most definitely Star Wars. But um, the director, um, Brian, Brian, I can't remember. Brian. Uh, He's Brian. a fake Brian. Okay. Fake I, Brian. I keep track of all the fake Brians. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, so what he did, and I think it was super, super um, great the way he did it. It was very, um, what's that movie? Damn it. The Icy Ghost movie. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Six Sense. Six Sense, yes. It was very Six Sense. Because if you pay attention, every single time Red pops up in this movie is where something flips around the way that it's not supposed to be. The, the way you don't expect it to be. So, and I noticed that, like, with with them fighting the the Emperor's Guard, the way he, you know, kills Snoke, you know, red. They're everywhere. all red. <laughs> yeah, red everywhere. And then on the planet with the salt, you know, with the red underneath, when, you know, Luke's not really there. Every single time there's, like, a really, you know, red, like, just over-encompassing the scene is where something flips in the movie. And I don't know if that was intentional or uh, if it was just like that shock value with the color red trying to keep everybody on their toes. But I, I noticed that a lot. So even in when Ray's having that vision with Kylo um, and they touch hands in the hut, um, there's red in that scene as well. And then she flips out on Luke. Like the very next thing she does is flip out on him. And... Um, 
I, I just think the way he did it was great. So uh, that the style in cinema was, was amazing. Now, as far as the fight with the Emperor's Guard, here's my issue with that. You're correct. It was very rigid versus, you know, wild and emotional and powerful, which is 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 what is supposed to be clashing in that move and in that scene. However, once Snoke was dead, Kylo was now the supreme leader. Why would they attack him? Because makes- Snoke is the emperor. Like there are required to guard him. Like with their but he's life. dead. There's no. There's. Did They're an they, honor guard. They're is, basically is, his is he most. Dead? Well, that's the thing. He, he well, was he cut in half. I mean, well, well, and, and so did Darth, Darth Maul, Maul. Can, yeah, and he came true. back. So I I, there, I do think there's a chance that Snoke could come back, but at the same time, his honor guard they're sworn to protect him, and also basically in in this kind of situation, probably avenge him. So they well, that's see, true. They, they, see the they were modeled after samurai. Yeah, because yeah, so their their job's going to be to avenge their fallen leader. And the moment they died, then you could then uh, Kylo could assume leadership yeah. because you know with them alive anyway. They could sit there and be like, "No, he assassinated the emperor. He's our enemy." Exactly. Yeah, I, I'll give it to you on that. And 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 they are so they were modeled after samurai, so they got that whole like you know honor, bound honor till the end our- stuff. And and they were probably very programmed for that. You know, oh, they, they, I'm sure they had a, you know they had their training, and as it was mentioned, they they were very rigid in their movements, very well thought, very well planned. It was all very um, muscle memory, and uh, the fact is, is that at that point they were probably always trained that this is what you do, and it doesn't matter if there is a change. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Brian? What was your your feel of the style in cinema? Well, I got two things. Um, one, I had a lot of trouble with the pacing of this movie. Um, the move, the the main set piece of the movie that everything revolved around was basically a slow car chase. And yeah, yeah, every time yeah. that was pointed out, it bothered me. I was like, oh, my God, move on with this already. And then when it did move on, it I mean, the the light speed charge, that was amazing. It was really great. But I thought the movie was over at that point. And it transitioned into more tension on crate. And I don't think that was handled real well. Um, I mean, I love the whole movie. I, I apologize for pointing out things I thought were negative, but the whole, the pacing of it, I felt like you could lose a lot of people watching. They lost me. I'll tell you, I didn't think that was the primary storyline at all. I felt that that uh, Luke and Ray and um, you know Kylo and the Emperor. I felt like that was the main storyline, and I felt like that was that B line was drug out. Way longer than it needed to be. Yeah, to get so they made their went. B plot the A plot, and yeah, yeah. and I don't think the chase was the main story either. No, yeah. it, there wasn't enough substance there for it to be. You could have you could have cap ended the movie uh, with the chase starting and then the chase ending, and then and then really barely visit it. You could have visited a lot less than they actually did, and developed the main story with the Emperor and Ray, and even the Finn storyline about trying to save the fleet a lot more. You could have fleshed that out a lot more. Well, yeah, that I don't needed know. to be fleshed out a lot more. I feel like, you know, they were supposed to kill Poe off in the first one, but they really liked him, so they didn't. And I feel like he, like, because we kept going back to him fighting with the other general lady with the purple hair. Oh, and in yeah, why? Why? That was stupid. There was there's no reason for that. I can like, I can understand a-, a little bit because they're trying to show. I think they want to watch, show him. Uh, ma- not maturing, but um, getting more of a handle on himself and, and losing the, the cocky side of himself and finding that more dignified leader. Because I think in the next movie, we'll see him in a more of a serious leader role than just the hotshot ace pilot that knows he can do it. Well, oh, no, Leia's right. already set him up to be the new general. Yeah. Well, here's, exactly. another, well, here's a reason. Here's a big reason why I think they went back to that. And I, like, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think a big reason why they went to that is it goes back to that subverting expectations of what a Star Wars movie is. And, in, you know, in original Star Wars movies, you're used to the, yeah, go for the crazy Hail Mary thing that, like, if it fails, we're all dead and it's terrible. And this movie was like, no, that's a really bad idea because in reality – 
Like, yeah, in movie land that works, but in reality, going for the crazy Hail Mary that if it fails, everyone dies is a really bad idea. Well, and, and also, too, and I agree with that, is that in the, in the first ones, you know, we already had a pre-established uh, generals and leaders that were left over from the original Clone Wars. And so uh, in this, you no longer have that. You had Holdo, um, you, you have all the others, but, but you don't have any new future ones. And so they, you have to develop your characters into your leaders. And I think yeah. that was the main reason why they did that to Poe he had to stop thinking as a fighter and start thinking strategically in the big picture overall as a leader. So. Yeah. Yeah, I well, can see that. You, no, sorry. Well, the one thought of the passing of the guard is, you know, they say Admiral Akbar is dead from the from the attack on the bridge. And to me, that was a significant thing of them saying, you know, this is the passing of the old guard, more so than just watching the three main go away. And apparently yeah. his last words were, it's a trap. It's a trap! <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Was it really? Was yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You have to pay really strong attention, but he yells it out as they're getting sucked out into space. Fantastic. It's a trial. Well, I'm going to go see it on Christmas again, so I'm going to keep a lookout for that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to see it again. I do, actually. I really want to see it again, too. I'm I'm contemplating going and seeing it Christmas with a bunch of friends who who, they make it a tradition to see a movie Christmas Day every year. All right. So my other big style point for the movie, I complained about pacing, um, but I have to give them a lot of praise for locations. Um, Every... Every single major set piece in the movie had a location wrapped around it. You got um, Skellig, Michael Ireland, where the Jedi Temple was. Which um, I loved. You got Canto Bright, which was all of that was filmed in Dubrovnik, Croatia. Um, they didn't just green screen it in a studio. Yeah, I saw the, uh, that. The the fields, right? The um the city. The, the city. The city. The... That's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I... the crate. Now, Crate, I thought, was genius because they established that it was salt. Um, it was filmed in the salt flat in Bolivia, Salar de U... I can't pronounce this. Uh, Sal- Salar de Uyuni, Bolivia. I'm sure that's wrong. But the Close neat enough. thing the neat thing about the Crate is they filmed it in Bolivia and Iceland. So the where they're escaping over the rocks... That's not salt anymore, even though we think it is because they established it as salt. It actually is ice. They they filmed it in a in Vatnajökull National Park in Iceland. Yeah. Oh, very cool. The but the salt flats I figured was somewhere in Bolivia because they have some of the biggest salt flats there is. Yeah, it's like all the studio scenes were at Pinewood Studios in the UK. But I that this this movie, I mean, if you want to quantify it as style for Star Wars. It's not just practical aliens. It's on location. And they could have made the prequel so much better by doing on location. Because I think the two things that make Star Wars Star Wars are practical effects mixed with cutting edge special effects mixed with going all over the world to the locations you need to to shoot. Agreed. Absolutely yeah. agreed. Exactly. Well, because that's one thing is with the, in a lot of their sets is they they've always they have tried to go for real feel for locations at least outside of the prequels, and that's one big foothold that I think Star Wars has always had is because they found the deserts for Tatooine. They've found the you know the the forest uh, Moon of Endor was uh, wasn't that like a red wasn't that the redwood forests? Yep, in California. Yeah. yeah. So and that's one thing is, and you know, for a lot of the the prequels, aside from you know the scenes in Tatooine, they were green screened. They, yeah, they you could tell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Would have been funny, like, okay, guys, we're here at the top of uh, Mount Fuji. We're gonna make this an active volcano again with these here uh, sticks of C four. We're gonna try and get this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian, oh. you're have a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna cut you. We're gonna make it look like your legs are cut off with these green socks. You're gonna get right next to that lava. We're gonna have a good time filming. Yeah, J- <laughs> Japan has Japan has all signed a contract to sacrifice their lives for Star Wars. So we'll do this. Forget. Yeah, it's at the bottom of all the birth certificates. So, so guys, we uh we have about twenty five minutes left, and we are only through the first two well, things. We so have, I think we have about twenty five minutes left until you leave. Oh, you without oh. me? Oh, fine. I thought we were doing an hour and a half, but you know, whatever. That's fine. No, I'm just kidding. We'll get through <laughs> as much as we possibly can. 
Um, so, so what I want to do, and tell me if you think this is a good idea, Bray, is instead of round robining, I think we'll we'll just discuss off each other the next one. What do you think? Let, we can try it. I, we've tried it before. It generally results in some people not being able to share things. We'll make sure everybody we, gets oh. to share. Okay. <laughs> so, Dad, what was your favorite thing? Well, I, you know, from like I said, from the beginning, that military one was, was the, the light speed one. But I think my, my next favorite scene in the whole movie, and it's only because I actually saw the original Star Wars in theaters, was at the end where Luke was sitting on the stone and the passing with the visual of the two sons that would represent Tatooine in the background. And to me, uh, emotionally wise, you know, because like I said, I've been through this from the very beginning was I think that scene is saying goodbye to the hero, which for me really started Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Right. Put tears in my eyes. I can hear you all emotional. Hey. <laughs> Put tears you in know, my eyes. No, I yeah. love it. The I end of the it. Star Wars made me cry a good deal. And it was, you know, showing the, the passing of, uh, of Luke, the way it, and him transitioning, honestly, into wow. what I'm going to assume will be a Force ghost. Uh it was it was it was a big deal for me too because I mean I'm yes I'm I'm the, I'm 29 so I didn't get to see the original Star Wars when they came out but I got to watch them as a very young child and watching Luke in the scene where he stares off into the sunset of the two suns and then then signifying the 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 birth of the warrior at the beginning of it and then him seeing the sunset at the end before before going away signifies the 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 rest of the warrior. It it really got me. Not like a gut punch, but it was just like uh, you know, uh, you've done your you've done your deal. You've brought yourself back. Michael, I have a question for you. Go. Do force ghosts have force ghost nickels? (laughs) 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 No. Force ghosts have force and republic credits. Ooh, that's good. Do you take force republic credits?